Welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, everybody. No pleasantries. Tim May, Andy Baxter, Spencer Holbrook. He's been here for 40 years. He's been here for a year. I've been here for five. That's all you need to know. It's the practice. 46 years of coverage. It's the, <laughs> it's the preseason report. Uh, let's get into it, fellas. Uh, a tight end day. I don't know. Not a lot to learn. G. Scott, Joe Royer, the two backups. Cade Stover is the, the leader, but there's still a little bit to learn, I suppose, about this unit. And, Tim, I'm sure you're going to talk about Jelani. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jelani Thurman, we didn't get to talk to him, obviously. He's a freshman. Uh, I don't know why he's been here for a while. Like, uh, what did Ryan Day said, he doesn't really think of those guys as freshmen anymore, but except when it comes to interviews. But, uh, <laughs> but Jelani Thurman, as you can tell, fellas, there aren't many tight ends. And uh, uh, I think he's going to figure in greatly in this picture as the season goes on. Uh, you would have to look at G. Scott probably as the backup right now to Cade Stover, the returning starter and captain, only because Joe Rohrer's banged up and uh, we know what happened to Bennett Christian. But uh, to me, what stands out about this group is how few of them there are right now. Don't you agree? Yeah, I mean, you don't need a lot of them, to be honest. Like, yeah, but you need probably two um, because if you have two on the field at once, you're taking a wide receiver or running back off the field. If you have one on the field... Well, I understand the math. I'm just talking the, about just bodies, you know? Yeah, but the only thing that can really harm this team as far as the tight ends go is injuries yeah and I I think that said Kate Stover says he's never felt better he's in the best shape of his life he can run he's indefinable when he runs now Uh, he says he has so much uh, so much uh, stamina now he can he can I almost said a bad word there he can mess talk with guys you know on the field yeah Uh, so yeah, it is who's out there right now, you know, who's doing the job. I mean, we saw what happened in the playoff game when he had to leave the game and then Joe Royer went in. He was a little bit banged up and they had to rob Peter to pay Paul. Mitch Rossi was around then. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, group to watch. Well, speaking of Joe Royer, who stepped in that CFP game, he is back healthier right now. He did practice today. Keenan Bailey said that he extended them down the field. He's a really good receiver, right? He was a receiver before transferring into being a tight end. And, yeah. and I think that that shows up on the field as well for G. Scott. And Cade Stover now is working on his route running more than he ever has before. He said he's been doing one-on-ones with safeties, which he hadn't done before in previous off seasons, even going up against corners like Denzel Burke. And Keenan Bailey was saying, basically, if Cade Stover can beat Denzel Burke on a one-on-one in training camp, well, you can beat any linebacker or safety in coverage in the season. Anybody- I don't think any Ohio State fans want to hear that, do they? Well, I mean, right. <laughs> Other way around, no, it doesn't I mean, sound too great. No, I'm not saying you great. shouldn't say it. I'm just saying, oh, my goodness, that was interesting. Well, I mean, it's just something that he's, he's practicing now because you have yeah. to find a way to make this year worth it in the individual sense along with the team sense because he did come back rather than going to the NFL, right? And that was yeah. a decision to make. And Keenan Bailey said that the idea with this year is to make things uncomfortable for Cade Stover, put him in situations, drills, scenarios like those one-on-ones that he hasn't had before. So not only have the team goals, which we know Cade cares about, beating Michigan, winning a national title, but also improving him as a player. Yeah, and, he, and like you said, running routes, et cetera, creating space for yourself in the middle of the field and stuff. And that's a lot of like, what, you know, if he was one-on-one with Denzel Burke, you can still get open by, by, by you know, wiles. And uh, I think, yeah, you know, we all know he didn't. He came here as just a wide-open athlete, really. Kate Stover did from mm-hmm. Lexington, Ohio. Uh, where are you going to play, and where's he going to play? Is he going to play defense? Boy, he's got that defensive mentality, doesn't he? But it didn't really work out, and it's really funny because he was a project a couple of years ago, and now he could be, you know, he could be knocking on the door for the Mackey Award, and also. Uh, viability in that uh, first couple of rounds of the NFL draft if this season goes right. Yeah, and I think 
One of the things that impressed me about Cade is the way that his teammates talk about him. It's one thing for coaches to, to rave about his work ethic, but when teammates respond to that, that's why I thought it was so interesting when I asked uh, Joe Royer, what, what's it like to have Cade back in the room for another year? He's known Cade's been coming back since December, since January. But to get his perspective on it now, watching him for another full offseason work, he said it's everything. And I, I think that's a really key component of this is Cade Stover means everything to this offense. I know that sounds weird with Marvin Harrison Jr., with Trayvon Henderson, with Emeka Buka uh, out there, even a guy like Donovan Jackson who has a chance to be an All-American. But, like, you saw the offense not the same form when Cade wasn't out there against Georgia. You saw, you can see what happens if he's not out there. You can see what happens if he's not a veteran presence in that locker room and in that tight end room. And to, to hear Joe Royer say that it's, he, is, he, had, he does everything, it, it means everything to have him back, that's some really high praise. And I don't think that should be discounted at all. Cade's going to be a captain again this year. I'm pretty safe in assuming that, and uh, deservedly so. He's got the respect of just about everybody he, he you know, yeah, would, would it, want it from. And, and, you know, the idea of leaving uh, after last year, too, you know, we understand he probably cracked off a couple of what they call transverse processes in his spine uh, when he landed on that turf at the uh, Georgia Dome or wherever Mercedes-Benz Dome, whatever it's called. Uh, and uh, he had a lot of healing to do. And uh, the way he's come back and as tough as he is, we're talking about UK as he walks by in the background. Uh, you know, just the work he's put in is obvious to everybody. Yeah, and the way he bails hay is really nice, too. Yeah, the way he throws <laughs> <laughs> well, he throws hay, ladies and gentlemen. He says, anybody can bail it. You got to throw it. He says he stacks the best wagon you've ever seen. I think you should go do that hay, hay bailing competition. Those two Iowa offensive linemen won a couple weeks with the Iowa State Fair. But aside from all the farm talk, the Cade Stover talk, G. Scott and Joe Royer, they're going to compete for reps. I, I think maybe it's a little weird to think about it like that just because they're two of the, the backups. But like the two backups are going to compete for reps, Andy. And this is a, a pretty nice competition that the Buckeyes have developing. Uh, right behind Cade Stover to be the, the second guy in line. And, and if something were to happen to Cade Stover, you'd be the next man up. Joe Royer was that last year in the Peach Bowl with G banged up. Those guys are going to have a big role here. Yeah, and Keenan Bailey talked about it. You know, last year, Cade probably played too many snaps. He was averaging around 58 snaps per game towards the end of the season, playing north of 65, close to 70 snaps per game. And for a tight end, at least in, in Keenan Bailey's eyes, that's too many snaps. You want to have Cade at his best toward the end of the season. So they're talking about finding ways to, you know, keep him fresh and make sure that he is at his best when Michigan rolls around, when hopefully for Ohio State, the college football playoff rolls around. So who does that bring up, right? Joe Royer, G. Scott, maybe Jelani Thurman down the road. It seems like he has a lot of development. He still needs to do as a blocker, uh, both in pass protection and in run blocking. So Man. is that a situation where towards the end of the year, He's more in play for that role. I don't know. It's something to think about. Jelani Thurman down the middle. Jelani Thurman's going to be a matchup nightmare when they get into the season. And we'll see. Like you said, you want him to be able to do all things that a tight end should do. But I guarantee he's in their plans, man. Like we said, he lost his black stripe early in spring. Um, of course, that might have been because they already knew Bennett Christian was going to miss the year too. But but they have hastened his development and. Uh, there are going to be ways they can get him in the in the game. I think sooner rather than later. I'm I'm really looking forward to see how that develops. Yeah, I think the top three are already settled. Um, if you t I, I do think there is a little bit of a gap between those top three and Jelani, just based on experience and and time with Mick Marotti in the weight room and and you know on field you know what you've done uh, you know through your body of work through the career. Cade uh, Stover, G Scott, and Joe Royer I think are going to be the top guys. 
Whether Jelani can get into that, I think depends on how he prepares for games. I don't think it's anything about physical anymore, but you talk to some of these guys in the building, a game week is just different, even more so than training camp. Training camp, you have to take care of your mind, your body, everything, but a game week is just completely different. And if he goes in and, and, Focus. and focuses up and is able to prepare really well for Indiana and prepare really well for Youngstown State and Western Kentucky and even the minute details against the worst opponents on this schedule, I think by the time that bye week rolls around September 30th into October, you could see Jelani get on the field. I don't know if that's going to happen those first four weeks, though, because not only, again, do you have to prove it in spring camp and in training camp, you have to show that you know what it takes to prepare at Ohio State. I'm going to stay on that bandwagon, though. I'm going to stay on that No, I think rightfully so. I think he can contribute to a team that can make a run here and, uh, and like you're saying, may come later in the year. I think they get him in sooner than you think, but that's just the way I'm thinking. Uh, because, like you just said, there's a call them what you want. They're non they're non conference games, developmental games where you can, as we've seen them, put guys in. And uh, uh, this schedule is almost tailor made for them to bring him along in that regard. You, know? you, can, you can make the argument though; it's almost more powerful to have a weapon like that that people don't know about towards the end of the year. Yeah. Right. If he's ready. Believe me, later when they come on. off the bus, people will see him. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like a basketball true. team. Cream that builds your bar, you know. But there's some gamesmanship, right? Because we've seen guys at Ohio State not make their true impact until yes. the postseason or a few weeks yeah. before that. And maybe there's something to be said about hiding him a little no bit. No hurry. And yeah. then bring him in when he's fully ready. And then they don't have film on him. They don't know how to guard him. And then when it matters most, maybe you use him in those goal line situations. Yeah, and even if you do know how to guard him, he's six foot what? Six? Six, yeah. And 258 pounds or whatever. You know, like we were talking about Cade Stover creating space around Denzel Burke. This guy is a uh, mismatch. Jelani Thurman's going to be a mismatch for defenses. And that and I know they know it. I know they're scheming it, you know. So we'll see where they go. Guys, I've got to bail here unless we're almost done. No, Tim, by all means. I've got to talk to Mick Marotti, uh what else do we need to talk about? We're just going to talk about Keenan Bailey a little bit. Okay. Go ahead, Tim. You mind? Hey, it's always a pleasure. You know that, right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, keep watching, especially these two guys. It'll be a much – I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Back to tight end talk, Andy. It's it's interesting to me, Keenan Bailey, um, a new father. So I, I think that is, you know, worth congratulating him on camera, even though that's that's been known for a while. He's, he's a new dad. He's pushing the – I thought it was awesome that he's pushing the, the stroller into uh, yeah. into the, the team hotel there for camp check-in. Uh, talked a little bit about balancing that, that life now as a new dad and as a tight ends coach now and a lot of new in his life. And, man, this is a guy who is just excited to be the tight ends coach at Ohio State. I think there's something to be said about that. He really embraces his role, even had the, the custom Ohio State – uh, sweatshirt on at camp check-in that had the TE and the back TE in Ohio State uh, in a different color to really point out like hey we're the this is the tight ends like I, I love his enthusiasm it makes me want to talk to him more uh, than we really get the chance to yeah he said his kid Miller is gonna be a future tight end maybe here <laughs> uh, but you know he's a balance in that way with, with having a kid being in a coach during training camp is almost impossible it's really just when he gets home late at night he takes over when the baby's crying that's a tough position to be in taking over as a position coach your first year getting a promotion he loves to be in this building trying to balance all of that but the guys clearly love him mm -hmm. in that room and not only in that room but the offensive linemen the wide receivers that worked with him the past couple of years even before he got promoted guys talked glowingly about Keenan Bailey so I'm really interested to see how this first year goes within that room especially if there are injuries and then it becomes a roster management situation who is he putting in how is he managing that That'll be interesting because, as Tim mentioned earlier in the show, there aren't that many tight ends on yeah. this roster. Yeah, it's 
It's gonna be an interesting year for these Ohio State tight ends. Kate Stover leads, excuse me, Kate Stover leads the way and that's not really a question. G. Scott and Joe Royer, second in line, that's not really a question. Who it is though is a big question. And then Jelani Thurman is the wild card, I think. Safe to, safe to call him that, that you just don't really know how they're gonna use him. But anyway, the Buckeyes have a lot of talent in this room and uh, I think it's gonna be a good year for these tight ends as long as the progression continues. Cade Stover can't be 2022 Cade Stover. He was good, but, but as he got banged up throughout the year, there were some moments where you wish you had a little bit more. Uh, Joe Royer just had a, a terrible, you know, a terrible year in so many ways, not on the field at all. Nothing on the field with the injury and, and family issues and the loss of his mother. Like, just, just not something that any college football player should have to go through. Uh, but he's on the other side of that, and, and he said that he feels pretty good about where he's at. And then G. Scott feels like he's got his mind right, his body right, and his soul right, which always interesting to hear when some of these guys talk about the, the body and the soul and how they connect. And I don't know, there's just a, a positive mojo about this tight end unit that I think they're going to have a pretty good year. It's a good thing for Ohio State because if you want to use 12 personnel, which Brian Hartline said he likes, this offense has used that in the past. You don't have a Mitch Rossi anymore. So now if you're going to have two tight ends on the field at the same time, you've only got four we're really talking about in this conversation. One injury and suddenly you're scratching your head a little bit. So all these guys are important. Even Jelani, maybe even a Sam Hart. I mean, he's not brought up in these conversations, but one injury and suddenly a guy we're not talking about is more important. Bennett Christian not being available now seems maybe a little bit more important than that equation. So they all got to be on their A game this year. So different era of Ohio State tight end play with Kevin Wilson, the offense coordinator. Now at Tulsa as the head coach, that when we talk to tight ends, we're really just talking tight ends now. Keenan Bailey took the, took the podium, so did the tight ends at Ohio State. That's tight end talk, and we didn't even ask the question, will Ohio State utilize the tight end in the passing game this year? It's a glorious <laughs> occasion, folks. Now that we know they did it last year, we don't have to ask that question this year. The 40-year vet Tim May was here. Uh, he's no longer here. He's back there doing some interviews for the next Tim May podcast. Make sure to check out that. The Tim May Show, my bad. That's Andy Backstrom, though. I'm Spencer Holbrook with just six years of combined coverage, but I think we're doing a pretty good job. If you agree, go to the Letterman Lounge message board. Check us out there. Pretty good deals running right now at LettermanRoad.com. Get in on all the action where we cover the Buckeyes 365 days a year. We'll see you at LettermanRoad.com, and we'll see you back in this building tomorrow for more coverage of the Buckeyes.